0: Hello, Ecclesia, and welcome to Reflections with Derek and Zachariah. Today we are going to be talking about Kierkegaard, uh, something he wrote in Works of Love. Zachariah's been reading it, and he's got a short little reflection for us from that. And then we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer, then we're going to send you off with a benediction. So here is the passage that we are focusing on today. It is Matthew 22, 39. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor
1: as yourself. All right. Thanks, Derek. So, um, yeah, as Derek had mentioned, I've been reading through Works of Love by S. Oren Kierkegaard over the last couple of weeks, which uh, is a pretty dense book, let me tell you. But uh, it's summertime, so I thought I'd jump into it. And I've taken a couple classes on him already. And I'm a big fan of his theology and philosophy. So I'm not very far in it, of course, but I wanted to share something that I've learned from it that I, uh, it it kind of popped out to me as I was reading. The first couple parts of the book talk about a verse from Matthew, the, the one that we read above, and it focuses on the difference between the Christian call to love and what the world specifically, poets and poetry, describe as love. So the verse in Matthew is Christ responding to the question, what is the greatest commandment? Of course, the answer also includes... You shall love the Lord with all that you are. Yet this is not the section that uh, Kierkegaard is focusing on in these early parts of works of love. What stuck out to me was how he wrote about how the poets glorify friendship as the highest in itself, that friendship is great because it involves passion and emotional connection over simple reaching out. This contrasts to Christian love in that friendship does happen yet with purpose, with work, and not just liking the people you like by default. The idea that uh, S.K. is writing about is the Christian duty to love. It does not solely involve passion. It does not solely involve eroticism. It does not solely involve friendship, as all are parts of love as a whole. Um, There's another book by uh, C.S. Lewis called The Four Loves, and it talks about all this kind of stuff as well. But beyond even that, the idea of Christian love The you shall love is a commandment, not a moment of passion. The reason Kierkegaard is dealing primarily with the second half of the greatest commandment here is because he felt it easier to understand the commandment to love God than love your neighbor. Yet it is indeed a commandment, one that I personally forget often. Let me give you an example. So I felt it important to talk about the commandment of you shall love in terms of friendship. I often feel like I can go through life without being truly friendly to those around me because I'm not actively being rude to them. But when I read through works of love, it felt like a call to me to look out for people around me, being loving to them, beyond not just being beyond not just being rude to people. How can I make the person in front of me feel loved, especially in an age we live in which is full of division and strife? How can we as Christians truly love our neighbor? As we are commanded to, especially when I do not like a person. What does the commandment to love mean? We shall love, not just can love. I'm going to toss it off to Derek because he has a very, very good. uh, he, He grounds it very well into today and how we can actually do this. Derek?
0: Well, I actually I mean, I don't have the answers to those specific questions that you raised. Right? How do I love someone that I don't like? I mean, those are such difficult questions, and I think love as a topic right now is so difficult because, at least for me, it feels like I can't actually love my neighbor right now. Right? The way we actually love someone in this age of COVID is to social distance, which <laughs> is so ironic, right? Because if we if we call back to Ian Sermon really quick loving someone by distancing from them sounds much more like a curse than a blessing. If if one of the ways we bless people is through our presence, the antithesis of that is to distance ourselves from them. And Ian said that cursing is just that cursing is the antithesis, antithesis, <laughs> the opposite of blessing. If if anything, I think I think that this paradox that we are living in, to use Kierkegaard's language, this paradox is teaching us a lot about what it means to think of love as a duty. There will always be rules and conditions to the way we love someone. You know, There's rules and conditions to the way we act lovingly towards someone. And we can't just go with what we already know about love, we have to think critically and carefully about each and every situation, and we have to go to God for guidance, and we have to understand what He would command, what He is commanding to us, and we have to take it seriously, right? So for example, you know, I want so bad to be in meaningful fellowship with my friends, with people at church, you guys at Ecclesia, but for the sake of the community at large, it is my duty not to. So in this case, love doesn't have anything to do with my feelings, or what friendship would be or what love even meant for me six months ago. Right? Strangely, right now, socially distancing is an act of love. It's a paradox. So to sum it up, I think all this should remind us that love isn't just friendship or even just presence, for example. And it's not just like obedience to some ideal or any ideal. It's careful, faithful duty to God and to our neighbors in each and every circumstance. And it comes with faith, right? It comes with faith that God is present in everything that we're going through. And he has something for us to do. So let's, let's pray. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Because I think, I think the Lord's Prayer is helpful in times of you know, difficulty when you don't know what to pray or what to say or even what to do. Jesus reminds us, this is how you pray, right? In each and every circumstance. He says this, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Zechariah, would you lead us out with a benediction?
1: Yeah, for sure. The benediction this week, I chose uh, the full context of that passage in Matthew 22, um, verses 33 through 40. And uh, I just, I thought it'd be a great thing to go into our week with that reminder of loving God your neighbor as your duty. So uh, without further ado, Matthew 22, verses 33 through 40. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. As you go, may your week be filled with the grace and peace of our Lord until we meet again. Blessings.